So what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another lovely episode of Talking a Bunch of Hoopla. So this week, we're talking about Cam Newton's and fucking New England Patriot. <laughs> that was a hot start, but are we really shocked? I mean, that was pretty much where I expected him to go, to be honest. I mean, out of all the other teams that were available to go to, that seemed like the most logical choice, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, because I've said in other podcasts that the only other option I believe that I think could have worked was the Redskins because obviously the connection with Ron Rivera. So the offense is probably going to be similar. Um, you know, he's worked with Kyle Allen and there's other players I think that have jumped ship from Carolina to the Redskins. So I think it could have worked there. But of course, it does. You know, it's no longer going to be a thing. It's not possible anymore. And he's going to be most likely the starting quarterback. You know, I've seen some kind of critiques and criticisms about that, whether or not, you know, he's up for it or can he cut it, mainly because, you know, he was coming off an injury. Um, hasn't been playing great even before that. So, I mean, pretty much it seems like since, like, the 2015 season when he won the MVP, made it to the Super Bowl, it's kind of been on, like, a, excuse me, kind of, like, on a downturn. But, I mean, again, that happens to most teams that make it to the Super Bowl, so that's not super surprising. But... I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I think now that they have a legit quarterback option, nothing against Jared Stidham. That's not what I'm saying, but we don't know what he could have done or the potential that he may or may not have. So I think Cam Newton's the safest choice because, one, they got him on a minimum deal from what I read. So it's not like it's going to be cost-effective to have him. Plus, you have him for a year. So if it doesn't work out, you still have Jared Stidham or – you tank and get Trevor Lawrence in 2021, which I hope isn't a thing. I hope they don't do that. I hope they do well enough to not get him, but anything is possible with the Patriots. They'll probably find a way somehow to trade for the first pick next year and get Trevor Lawrence. And then we're all going to be miserable for the next fucking 15, 20 years again. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm excited for it. I've always been a fan of Kim Newton personally. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I think he'll be able to give the Patriots something that they've lacked for a while, uh, and that's a better running game. You know, Tom Brady's, not, of course, not the most mobile quarterback in the world, but Cam Newton, still, even though he's 31 and still coming off injury, I think can, you know, open that offense up just a little bit more. So it should be interesting. Of course, he is not Tom Brady. So I don't think they're going to be super successful in the beginning. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to say... They'll probably go like what ten and six or something like that. I think they're I think they're doing the seventeen game season this year. I'm not really sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't because of coronavirus and all that. But um, I, you know I think they'll be either I think they'll either win a division by like a hair or they'll lose it by like a hair. I think either way it's going to be extremely close. Um, I don't ex- I don't expect them to go on this like Super Bowl run. And like be dominant, and then Kim Newton's like revitalize and all this, and he whatever. I think they'll do okay, because um, again, that's gonna you know it's gonna take time for him to learn the offense and all the time that he missed on not being a Patriot, and now with Corona and being limited to what they can do even on the field, and also what they can do with even with you know training with the actual players, it's gonna be tough. I mean, it's tough for everybody in the league, but especially for him because he's joining it so late in the game that it's like uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. I've also seen, like, a mixed reaction, though, from Patriot fans. Like, some fans were still stuck on Sidham and thought he was going to be the guy. But then you also have people who are excited because, like, all right, now we have Cam Newton. Sidham can learn from Cam Newton, sit behind him for a year or two, and then Sidham can fill in. 
be the guy and they can live happily ever after. I doubt they will because I don't want them to, but nonetheless. Um, sorry, if I keep looking back if you're watching the video of this, I keep hearing noise behind me, so like, just so you are aware. <laughs> um, but again, I, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, he's an interesting replacement for Tom Brady. Do I think he'll be the permanent one, you know, and be there for years to come? I don't think so. I think even if he does well, he'll probably go somewhere else where they can pay him more. And, you know, he can live happily ever after with somewhere else. Um, it's kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater type of season for him, but with the Patriots, of course. So, I mean, let me know your thoughts. I'm curious what how all you think, especially Patriot fans. What are your thoughts on now? Cam Newton gonna, going to be your starting quarterback? So, I'm interested to see how it's going to go, but I don't know. Also, with the Patriots, uh, <laughs> Adam Schefter tweeted like minutes after, you know, the announcement of Cam Newton being signed. Let me pull it up here, actually. He announced that the NFL has now uh, handed down penalties to the Patriots for their television crew filming the Bengals and Browns game in December. So they've now been fined $1.1 million. They lost a 2021 third-round pick, and the Patriots TV crews are not allowed to shoot games during the 2020 season. That is fucking hilarious. Also, the timing is super weird that, like, they, like, waited for this to happen to then, you know, announce it. Like, hey, we'll wait for them. We know they're going to sign Cam. Get that out of the way first. And then we're going to be like, hey, hey, just so you know, we're still here. We're still doing this, just so you know. But I don't know people are pissed and, you know, they're not too happy about it. But, like, even, for example, one guy said, this is it. I'm done with the NFL catering to Black Lives Matter movement. Sick. Vote Trump 2020. That has nothing to do with what they did, but okay. I mean, that's... I'll get to all that later because I'm going to talk about, you know, what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and sports and, like, politics and sports. Again, that's toward, like, the end of the episode, so, you know, don't worry. If you don't want to hear that, you can skip it or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's not like it's a lot. They're losing, really. I mean, they kind of... I mean, the only thing that's big is, like, the the third-round draft pick and the million-dollar fine, but... I mean, it is what it is. I mean, don't cheat. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but Adam Schefter then tweeted a little bit later after that, saying, this is uh, this is very New England. Now, if Cam Newton plays well in 2020 and lead as a free agent, the Patriots could give back a compensatory 2022 third-round pick to help make up for the 2021 third-round pick the NFL is taking away from New England for its videotape violation. So maybe they can get it back and see how that goes. But, you know, let me know your thoughts, like I said, about Kim Newton now being a New England Patriot. Now, the next thing I wanted to get into, um, it's something that's kind of been talked about recently, especially with everything going on, and now with, you know, everything going on with politics and, like, all the Black Lives Matter movement, is whether or not the Redskins should change their name. Now, I know people are like, oh, you know, they may have been tired of hearing it or, you know, oh, it's too late, you can't change it, but... So if you're not aware, the term Redskin is an offensive term for Native Americans. That's what that is. Uh, let me Actually, I want to look up the exact, like, definition so I don't get it wrong or say something stupid. So, I don't know, let me get it here. Okay. So it says here on Wikipedia that Redskin is a slang term for Native Americans in the United States and First Nations in Canada. The term Redskin uh, underwent prejuration? I don't know how to say that. 
through the 19th to early 20th centuries, and in contemporary dictionaries of American English, it is labeled as usually offensive, uh, disparaging, insulting, or taboo. Uh, the origin of the choice of red to describe Native Americans as English is debated. While related terms were used in anthropolo- uh, anthropologically, I, I can't fucking read today. When that's not surprising if you've listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, anthropological literature as early as the 17th century. Labels based on skin color entered everyday speech around the middle of the 18th century. At the start of the 18th century, Indians and Europeans rarely mentioned the color of each other's skin. Uh, by mid-century, remarks about skin color and the categorization of peoples by symbol color colored labels, red, white, black, had become commonplace. Although the term has almost disappeared from common use, it remains as the name of many sports teams, most prominently the Washington Redskins, and the term's meaning has been a significant point of controversy. The controversy has led to high schools in the United States changing their team name as a result of a protest by Native Americans, government regulations, or voluntary action. Now, I think they should change it because, like, what I just read, they're literally just saying, hey, this is offensive. We shouldn't use it because it's, raci- it's, a, it's a racial slur. It's, it's what it is. And also in this country, Native Americans get, like, the shit end of the stick all the time. It, they're pretty much... For- Seems like they people act like they're forgotten about 100%, but they're not, and it's fucked up, but... Even here on Wikipedia, when it talks about the actual controversy, uh, let's see here. It says, uh, Native Americans have been questioning the use of the name of the image since the 60s, while well, the topic has received widespread public attention since the 90s. Uh, Native Americans' demanding change include tribal nations, national and tribal organizations, civil rights organizations, and individuals. Uh, the largest of these organizations is the National Congress of American Indians, counted the enrollment of its member tribes as a total of 1.2 million individuals in 2013. According to the American Psychological Association, as of 2010, over 115 professional organizations representing civil rights, educational, athletic, and scientific experts have published resolutions or policies that state that the use of Native American names and or symbols by non-Native sports teams is a harmful form of ethnic stereotyping that promotes misunderstanding and prejudice, contributing to other problems faced by Native Americans. Public awareness of these issues have been growing based on social science research on the harmful effects of stereotyping. And then it gets more in-depth with stats and all this and that. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Redskins will change it. It would take a lot of protesting and maybe even, like, players like, hey, we don't support this. This is kind of fucked up. You know, we don't want to have this name represent us anymore. We want something different. Because that's the only way I can really see, you know... Dan Snyder changing it. I don't see him doing it, you know, uh, without it. I mean, because he seems like a dick. Even from what I've seen and heard in interviews, doesn't seem like the nicest guy, if I'm going to be honest. But, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I know people are like, oh, well, it's been so ingrained and all I own is Redskins stuff and now I have to buy all new stuff all the time. Oh, no. And it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. And I know also people say, well, why is it now a problem, especially with everything going on, but... I mean, it's always been a problem. I've seen people for decades talk about how they should change the name, and Dan Snyder's like, no, I'm not going to actually do that at all. So, um, let's see, even here on Wikipedia, when it talks about, um, you know, the controversy itself, is because Snyder has been pressured to change the team's name of various fans, politicians, and advocacy groups as Redskin is a derogatory term for Native Americans. In 2013 of May, in response to a question regarding the team's federal trademark, 
Senator told USA Today, will never change the name. It's that simple. Never. And you can use caps. I mean, I think the only way they will change the name is if he's no longer the owner. And that's not going to happen. So, as much as it sucks and it's annoying, it's sadly, that's the result. And I mean, yes, the only way I guess to that, like I said, it would work is if people legit banned, you know, the Redskins. Like, they would, they stopped going to games, they stopped buying merch, they stopped supporting the team financially. Excuse me. And that's, that's really the only way you can make a change. Because if you stop giving them money, they're like, all right, you know, no one's coming to the games, no one's paying for to see us, no one's buying anything, then we'll change it. That's the only way. That's usually how you got to change anything, is to hurt them, hurt them, you know, where that really matters is in their pockets. Now, if people decide to protest, you know, and do that way, then I think that'll be effective. But if not, it's going to stay this way pretty much until either he dies or it never changes ever, depending on who owns it after that. So, I, I mean, I wish they changed it because I know a lot of other teams, like, even, like, other sports have, like, Native American-based teams. So, you have, like, the Kansas City Chiefs. You have the Chicago Blackhawks. And, like, uh, I think there's another, like, um, teams that have, like, Warriors or things like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it's... I'm not super, like, in, I don't want to say, like, I'm, I'm not super educated on this topic itself, but at the same time, it's something I wanted, I've always wanted to talk about because, again, it's something that, at least growing up, it's something I've heard a lot about and how, and, like, you realize how fucked up it is. It's just, like, it's, it's tough because it's, like, you don't really know, there's nothing you can really do. Because even, like, here, you have the Florida Seminoles. That's, that's, you know, and even soccer, they have Native American, you know, base names. Uh, we have soccer, you have Aussie Rules football, baseball, uh, you have the Braves, Cleveland Indians, minor league has stuff, like it's basketball, Canadian football, hockey, it's like a lot of sports have, you know, Native American based names, I don't know, I wish there was something more I could do, maybe there is, if there is, please let me know, um, I'd like to somehow help with that cause in any way I can, but, I don't know, it's... It's fucked up, but I, I don't I don't know. And I'm saying I don't know a lot because it's like I don't really know what to say or do. Because I mean, again, like I said, Dan Snyder came out and said that he's never gonna change it, never. And like, oh, put it in caps. Like, you don't have to be a dick about it, but it's realizing how messed up it is, and you're just like, yeah, it's kind of too late. Sorry, it's like you're being a dick. Like you're now you're just being now you're going out of your way to be an asshole. But I know again. People have their own opinions on that. People will, you know, especially when you know, with politics and all that, that it's, you know, people are going to feel the way they do. But it is what it is, I guess. I did just realize that the audio quality, I mean, at least volume-wise, has been very low throughout the podcast, and I apologize. So the rest will not be like that. At least <laughs> that's the goal, of course. But, you know, the one of the last things I want to get into is, you know, within politics and sports. And I know... This podcast is about sports, but it's kind of gone to a point where it's it's hard for to not talk about it because now with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement is so ingrained within athletes and sports that it's you know hard to talk about. I know a lot of people feel that oh oh I miss the sports like it used to be where players weren't so invested in 
you know, politics and they didn't get their personal things involved. And, you know, why can't sports just be sports and so on, so forth, so forth. But at the same time, it's no longer like that anymore because one, we have social media. So now everyone now has the option to, you know, talk about their opinion. You know, everyone now has a voice. And also we're at a point where at least with social media, it's harder to suppress, you know, people's voices without it being noticed and being other people stepping up and saying something. And so at the end of the day, I know people will feel they, you know, the way they will and, you know, feel like, oh, it's just they're they're trying to just like, oh, they're kind of just um, how do you say it? Kind of just trying to be nice to a certain group of people. Oh, they're just being snowflakes or whatever. And it's like, I don't, it's, it's an interesting, you know, time to where it's like, there are certain things that, yes, that should be done, but there's certain ways that you should go about it. And it's everyone's trying to figure out how to do it properly so fast. So, you know, especially with when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, you know, you have a lot of people who want him to have a job. You have people who don't want him to have a job. Personally, I still think he should be in the NFL. I've said it before. Uh, obviously, he was blackballed from the NFL for him standing up and supporting, you know, what's been going on, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, taking a knee during the national anthem. Um, and no, he's not disrespecting the military because there's video proof of him talking to people in the military and them recommending this is what you should do in support of that. So I can pull it up if that's a problem for people. I will give them many links to that if they don't believe me. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's what's right, you know. these It's not just politics, it's human rights. Whether you agree with it or not, these are issues that, you know, now people can and are speaking up about and will continue to until, you know, until things change, so... What my my opinion is, if you don't like it, I would say just stop watching because it's not going to change anytime soon. It's going to continue this way probably for a very long time. So kind of get used to it. But I mean, also, we also are in a point where quarantine is a big thing. So people are kind of like wound up as it is being home so much. So I can understand for a lot of people that's tough and, you know, it's going to incite certain reactions to certain things, especially with everything going on. But I'm in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. I support Colin Kaepernick. And if you don't like that, I understand. But we're never going to probably agree on those things, whether or not, oh, I'm a snowflake or I'm just some liberal piece of shit or whatever, which I'm not. I don't even, don't even like Democrats either, to be honest. I don't like either side. But again, I'm going off topic. But it's just it's it's a tough time for everybody. And, you know... We're the most divided we've ever been, and I, you know I think it's tough right now. But I think eventually, with everything going on, positive things will come out of this, hopefully, so that we can have a better future—not just for us, but for you know our kids and their kids and kids and kids and kids and all that. So it's uh, it's tough, but you know, as you know, being a white guy, I don't understand what it's like to be a black person in this country. I don't. I will never understand, but at least in my opinion, I can do my best to try to help spread positive awareness for everything going on and stepping up and using my voice to say something. Because being silent and doing nothing does nothing. It just makes it kind of makes things worse. And I understand people again feel the exact opposite. 
you know, especially depending on how they feel. I get it. But at the same time, this is now going to be a part of sports because, again, these people are more than just athletes. They're more than just football players or basketball players. These are human beings with feelings. You know, they have their own opinions on things and, you know, they should be allowed to voice their opinions. So I understand for a lot of, especially older people, where it's like, oh, you know, I wish sports went the way they were, blah, blah, blah. But also back then, sports were a lot worse for many, you know, minorities, whether black, Spanish, Asian, whatever. You know, it was a lot harder because they were being called names and they still are to this day. Anytime, a lot of times they go to other places. So it's a fucked up time, but again, I think in the end, things will get better, but let me know your thoughts. You know, let me know your thoughts on everything going on with everything involving sports, especially with all the protests and, you know, everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Whether you support it or not, I'm just curious on your opinions. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, and it's not really about sports, because the episode's kind of been about, like, a mix of sports and everything like that, but... So, as if you are a new uh, listener, uh, welcome, hi, hope you made it this far. But if you're returning, uh, you are aware of you, or at least what, you know, you've seen the last episode where I said I was taking a break, because I was dealing with some issues. So, uh, I do deal with depression and anxiety, that is something I deal with. And it was getting, again, before I continue as well, this is like a trigger warning for anybody who has, you know, any kind of issues or may I don't I don't want to like make anything worse for anybody so this is a trigger warning for like very dark stuff so if you don't want to listen I would say end it here and if you do thank you for taking the time to listen to this you know all the podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play and all that great stuff so thank you but if you're still listening great and let's go so I do like I said I deal with depression and anxiety and it's gotten it got really bad you know it's kind of it was like a build up of a lot of things and it wasn't just like, you know, one thing that happened. It was a bunch of things that have happened. And, you know, they weren't really being handled properly. And I had to get, you know, professional help, which, you know, was tough because it was one of those things where... Oh, sorry, I'm going to fix my chair. It was one of those things where... It's not that I'm embarrassed about anything or like that, but it's just tough for me to talk about my issues, especially when it comes to depression, because... Excuse me. I don't like to address it. It's easier for me just to be quiet and just let things kind of just pass, which it's not very good or healthy. So, like I said, I had to, you know, get some some serious professional help, and I did. And I'm, you know, getting the care I, you know, need and the help I'm I deserve to get. And you know, things are positive. It's how I'm able to record this today because before, I kind of just lost interest in literally everything and everything, which is just such like a such a burden to task. I was just like, this is never going to end. And like, it was such a, it was like forcing myself to like enjoy things. And, you know, no one should feel that way. No one should feel forced to like enjoy the things that they like doing. Cause that's, it's, it's, it's not fun to deal with depression, especially for how I've been dealing with it since I was like in high school. So, but you know, I have a really great support cast around me. I'm so thankful for like my father and like my friends. Cause Without them, this whole thing would have been very hard to really get through. And, you know, I'm very grateful for all my friends who were there for me, you know, who really do care because it, it does mean a lot. I doubt they're going to hear this, so I, you know, whether or not they actually do. But So pretty much my message to anybody who was also dealing with 
you know, whether it's depression or anxiety or trauma or, you know, any other kind of mental illness you're dealing with, please get the professional help you need. You know, you deserve to live a happy and healthy life, you know, to live the life you want to live. And it's tough. It's it's very fucking tough and it sucks. You know, at least for me, it was very like alone, you know, very like isolating. And it's just like oh, this overcoming feeling of like someone else's feet, like take if it, it like it's like someone else was making all the decisions. And I'm just sitting there just like, OK, like, yeah. It's like someone steals your car and you're just like, okay, yeah, sure, fucking go, do what you want. Like, I don't really care. But, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough road. It's it's a constant battle. It really is. I mean, like I said, I've been dealing with this since I was 15, so 26. I'm dealing with this for 11 years. And, I, you know, finally, probably for the first time ever since dealing with this, that I honestly feel like I'm I'm in a really better place now. And it's it's nice. You know, it's nice to feel that, like, Actually, like, I, I, like, I want to enjoy stuff and, like, you know, I want to be able to be happy again because, you know, no one deserves to feel this way, you know, whether, like I said, whatever issues got going on, you know, a lot of the time it's, at least in, like, 99% of the time, it's not even your own fault. It's just shit that you go through or shit someone else does to you or, you know, how that, you know, especially or it's, like, a learned habit where, like, at least for me growing up, I was always told I wasn't very good or, like, I suck or, you know, nothing I did was any, like, good or it was, what was, like, there was no point. So after a while, you tend to believe that. It's hard not to, you know, especially when it's people in your life where you, you know, you you get told that they're supposed to care about you the most and they're the ones who make you feel the worst. And, you know, and other things that have happened over the years to me and it's, like, it's just like this bad buildup of just, like, a never-ending cycle of just, like, what the fuck? Just, like... This is never, this is just like, it's like an avalanche. It's like, except it it ends eventually. It just was getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, this is never going to end. And I'm just constantly just running from it. And it's just like one day, I was just, I'm ready just for it to take it, like, you know, just to hit me and be it. But I know that's not the answer. Suicide is never the answer. Like I'm, I'll say it one more time. Suicide is never the answer. As much as it seems like it, and yes, it will take your problems away, but the the people who care about you, whether you have one person or even an online friend or even me, you know, it affects those other people greatly. I know a lot of people may say, oh, I don't have anybody. You reach out to somebody. There are people out here who really do care about you. You just have to give them a chance, whether it's professional, you know, whether it's a person you may, you know, you're friends with, but you haven't talked to them because you you isolate yourself or whatever, but please reach out to get help. You know, if you really do need help, you know, I can give you some numbers that you can use to call if you're really feeling, um, if you're feeling suicidal, you, you need help or anything like that. Um, let me pull it up on my computer here, actually. So if you want the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, it is 1-800-273-8255. Also, you can also do, like, online chat if you go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You know, they have options where you can just talk to someone who seems like over text, you know, or even just online itself, which if you're more comfortable doing that. So, please, all I ask, though, if you are going through something like this, please give yourself a chance to be better. 
you know, to be healthier mentally because it's like I said, it's a fucked up battle and it's tough and it feels like no one cares or you're alone. But there are people out here that do. And if even if you see this at any point, feel free to reach out to me. You know, all my social medias will be either in the description of this podcast or I'll say it at the end of the podcast. But please feel free to reach out to me. You know, I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not some, you know, again, I don't have any certificates. I'm just a regular person who's going through shit just like you, you know. So maybe I can relate to you on that level. You know, obviously what I say will stay between us. I will not, you know, keep that. I'll make sure none of that gets out. Again, you know, I, I know people feel like, oh, whatever, but I promise what I, what we talk about, if you decide to go that way, will stay between us. So please feel free to reach out to me. At least you have somebody to talk to because holding it in and letting it build up is just worse and it makes everything worse. And eventually you're going to pop and it's, it's not going to go well for anybody. So please just be safe out here. You know, I know coronavirus and COVID and being quarantined isn't very helpful. It does suck because a lot of things are still limited when it comes to like doctors and therapists and all that. So that is very tough, I know. But just at least try to like, you know, give yourself a chance. You know, just please just do it. Do it for yourself. You know, how, you know even if you're 14 or 94, like we all deserve a chance to be happy. We all deserve a chance to live our life in a positive way and like, for me, I'm still in the beginning stages of all my, you know, kind of aftercare stuff. So, like, I'm still kind of, like, kind of going through it. But, you know, like I said, I have great people around me and a lot of good resources that I have now available. And, you know, it's like, I know I sound kind of down right now, but it's a, it's not a super, obviously, super fun topic to where I'm like, oh, everything's great. But, you know, it's it's a tough, it's a tough fucking road. You know, it it's it's there's an, it's tough, but I believe if you just honestly just truly try for yourself. I think at the other side you'll you'll come out way way stronger and better and happier than you were, you know, right now or ten minutes from now. Just please give yourself a chance. That's all I ask. So, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If you've made it this far. Um, I do really appreciate it. Sorry that this episode was kind of uh, super serious and kind of not as lighthearted as I usually make it, but I'm on, I'm a little bit of a different person now. You know, I've taken the time to really kind of evaluate myself, and you know, obviously we're still gonna be funny, we're still gonna be talking shit and making jokes and all that, but this first one back is a little bit more serious. So, you know, yeah, please feel free to share the podcast. You know, with your friends, family, whoever, please rate it. Also, if you want to find the podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. It'll, it's back on YouTube now. Uh, it's not going to go up exactly when the audio version comes up, but it'll go up sometime after. Um, Anchor and any other kind of third-party apps you may use for your podcast. Um, yeah, if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, my personal stuff is at some internet show on Twitter and Instagram, except on Twitter, there's no O and show. But if you just want to find the podcast, Instagram and Twitter, it's at Talking Hoopla on both. So, yeah. So, again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, if you have. Um, I will see you all next Monday. 
And I hope you all the best for next week. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Hopefully you're wearing your masks and your gloves, your social distancing, doing what you're supposed to do to be safe and healthy for you and your family or your friends or whoever, animals, you know, pets, whatever. And yeah, I'll see you all next week.